Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive, and it may also contain nerds, massive nerds, so many nerds. Come forth, weary travellers, and join us on a quest of excitement, engagement, and nerds. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T and Cleve. Each week, open up a blurry perspective on life. Welcome back to Seesaw, coming at you from floor 1,101. Progress has been slow lately. It has been, but you don't want too much progress, do you? No. Otherwise, I might have to keep track of these numbers. Oh, so I said progress, and that really annoys me. Yeah, well, I'm the real pro. So, <laughs> how are things, Cleves? Yeah, all good. I've uh, just come back from Silverstone. It's been a pretty sick weekend. Were you sick? I actually wasn't sick once. I thought I might be bum sick at one point, but it turns out it was the opposite. Face sick? No, just constipation Oh, with a few solid nugs. It wasn't great on the old stomach, considering most of my diet was barbecue food and a fuck ton of beer. But other than that, the racing was awesome. The weekend was generally awesome. The only bad thing was camping. You love camping. Camping sucks. Camping is for the birds. It is fucking awful. Why anyone would wake up one day and go, oh, do you know what would make a good holiday? What about if we bought a canvas shell of a fucking hotel and then let someone else charge us to put this canvas hotel on their bit of land? No. Who's doing that? Oh, also, let's go buy a load of saucepans and all that other kind of company fucking shit and airbeds and stuff. Oh, just so we can make it as comfortable as nowhere near a hotel room. It doesn't make sense, camping doesn't. So... Was it better or worse than last time? Because you actually prepped this time. I believe your quote was, if I'm going to go camping, which I don't like doing, I'm going to make sure I put in effort so that it's a better experience. The reason I went camping, it was out of necessity. You can't really go to Silverstone and not camp unless you've got a Billy Big Balls caravan or like motorhome or something, or you want to pay extortionate amounts to stay in a hotel. So fine, I bit the bullet, went halfway. My first year, had a crappy little tent, not a lot going on. This year, I bought a new tent, bought a decent cool box, and it was much better than last year. But at the end of the day, it's still camping and still bollocks. Speaking of bollocks, how many five-litre water bottles did you fill? I filled 1.3. Wow, that was a lot of beer. Yes, considering I only really piss at night and in the morning. But do you know what? I'm not the only one. When you walk to the... um to the garbage place on the last day. I'm not the only one that has used a five litre water bottle for that reason. I mean, sounds like you've learned it from the masters. It's camping, mate. Nothing about and that's another thing, nothing there's nothing dignified about camping either. You're pissing in the bottle. We're above this people. <laughs> so sheds next time. Pop up shed. I know, you but again you've got to walk to a toilet block. Okay. If I could, if I could afford a hotel, I would have been there, mate. Camper van, that's what you need. Still got piss in the bottle? No, if it has a toilet in it. Then you got piss in the toilet and empty it. Yeah, but you you're just... still emptying a toilet at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter where you dump it, you still got to empty it. Just release the valve on the motorway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slipstream. 
Let's move on. Yes. Please, to something much, much better. Despite my nerd-based comments at the start, I am actually quite happy to introduce Mr. Richard Bennett of Knights of the Braille. What are we talking about today? Well, we'll be talking about all things accessible tabletop gaming, because I have no idea about this, and I don't think you have much experience either. I don't. But this is a good thing about Rich. That's where we got him. Yep. So we hope you enjoy. So how's it going, man? Uh, it's going good. Can't complain a whole lot. Not that anybody in this world nowadays gives a dang, but I'm, I'm peachy as can be right now. Awesome. And you're coming from uh, a very hot area of the world, aren't you, at the moment? Yes. Um, most people know where Florida is, and that's the easiest way to explain to people where I am from, because I am from about 30 minutes above the Florida state line. So not only do we get heat, we get the idiotic Yankees that come down here for the winter time as well, coming through town. So, you know, we get screwed on both ends of the pooch. Do you get any <laughs> of the uh, old folks migrating up? Usually not because they can't move fast enough to get in their car and get on the interstate. That's what we call Florida is uh, South New York, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of retired people like down here where not exactly like where I'm at, but um, down in Florida near us. So it's, it's crazy. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you, man. And uh, of course, we got you on today to talk about something that me and Cleves know very little about. So that's why we have Richard on to talk about tabletop RPGs, all things that are kind of Dungeons and Dragons, various things like that. Again, we are completely new to this. So Richard, just jump in at any point, correct us if we're making assumptions. But to kick off, do you mind sort of letting us know like your conditions or like what your sight levels are and all of that side of things? I am a total blind person, unsighted you know, fully blind, whatever term that fits people who can't see a dang thing. As I tell a lot of people, I have like anal glaucoma. My ass can't see anything. <laughs> so um, I, li- I like to joke and have fun with it. That's my personality. I lost my sight uh, this year, be 22 years ago in a car wreck. So no sight, but it still doesn't stop, you know, me doing what I enjoy. Except driving, the law enforcement around here really looked down on that. But um, oh. yeah, I, uh, I'm a total blind computer user and gamer and whatever else you want to call me. Fair, fair. It, it must be tough, like losing losing your sight in in a wreck like that. And yeah, it's coming from me and Cleves. Like we've always had our conditions and had to deal with them from various points in life. So to have it snatched away at that point must be uh, devastating, to say the least. You know, um, me and Jim, who started Knights of Braille, have talked about this at length. And he has the Stargot disease. And to me, it would be harder for me to have my sight slowly go away mm. um, and, and dreading it. For him, he says it would be tough for him to just wake up and not have it at all. So I think it depends on which shoe you're wearing as to, you know, how you feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Before like you lost your sight, were you sort of into tabletop RPGs, that sort of side of gaming? No, that was for nerds, geeks, and people who didn't have a lot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad you said that because I came onto this thinking, oh my God, this isn't normally my thing. Like when I grew up, I was like, hey, buddy, did you get a load of the nerd? 
that was me. I was, I was making fun of those kids that played Dungeons and Dragons and all of the stuff like that, you know, and now it's like, you know, I'm not exactly a geek because a geek is worse than being a nerd. And I, am, <laughs> I got the N-E-R of nerd. I, I'm slowly working on it. You know? <laughs> so when did you sort of uh, like first get into these uh, tabletop games? It's been about three years ago, I believe. Um, the older that I get, the less that I remember about dates. And I was hanging out with a friend and his family and um, a mutual friend of ours said, hey, I bet he'd really like Dungeons and Dragons because it's all about the imagination. And I thought, you know, I don't care what people think about me anymore. You know, screw them. If they don't like me, they can go somewhere else and, you know, kiss mm. me where the good Lord split me. So <laughs> we we went down and picked up the starter set. And, of course, it's not accessible at all, you know, because it's all printed and started opening up the box when we got back to his house and he didn't know what he was doing. I sure enough didn't know what I was doing, you know, and we just got a hold of a friend of mine that um, used to play it. You know, the guy that I called nerd and all that back in high school. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'll run it for you. No problem. So be careful about what you say about certain people because uh, chances are they will come back and be in your life later on. And I will be apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Bought m- much, much pizza for him. Awesome. Yeah. So when you realized it was like, inaccessible, like that must have been like, I mean, if that was me, I would have been like put off immediately. Like, I can't do this and like walked away. But obviously you, you went, carried on with it. Like, what were your first sort of like workarounds and thoughts about how to change it up so you could sort of access the game? Well, opening it up, and and I knew it was printed material, so I knew it wouldn't be accessible, so I wasn't too concerned about that. Like I've told you, I am a redneck, so I'm very stubborn and always happy. And so, of course, I got to, you know, looking on the internet, found um, D&D Beyond that, you know, had some stuff. But thankfully, um, Googlepedia, as I call it, that has every answer to everything you want to know and some things that you had no intention of ever wanting to know. I found all kinds of resources that were, you know, digital and that my screen reader would read. The dungeon master or game master, as most people like to call them now, helped me build out a sheet that I could use on like um, Microsoft WordPad so that I could, you know, keep up, you know, with my character and take notes and stuff like that uh, from my laptop. So he was very instrumental in, you know, helping me really get started in two different ways and then you know the more that i played the matter i got about the inaccessibility and found knights of rail and wanted to do something about it to make it more accessible it's a it's been a slow walk or slow tour i guess you could say but you know we're getting there now so how did knights of the braille start Jim started it back in, I believe, November of 2018, and I had, you know, come across it there, but, you know, wasn't really involved at the time because didn't have a whole lot of time. Then COVID hit in 2020, and it's like, I have nothing but time. But he started it to get a group or a community of like-minded people, like people with disabilities, even people without disabilities, 
you know, together just, just to have fun and have a community where they could go and talk about things and, you know, have fun playing games. I believe at last count was over 400 people in our Discord server, and we have quite a few what I call sighties, you know, people who can, <laughs> who can see. But it's, it's a community for everybody. Anybody can go in there and feel welcome and all, all different kinds of games. But it's mostly Jim started for a community where people could, you know, meet and have fun and, you know, not have to worry about getting out and getting in the world and things like that. So what actually is nice of the Braille? What kind of games is it that you do? How much time you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we um we actually have several games on our server right now. I previously ran a Star Wars 5e tabletop game, uh, which they are so helpful. Um, some of their stuff was inaccessible. I just emailed their guy, and within an hour, it was made accessible. Totally free. Uh, so, you know, you can't beat the price there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, time got away from me and I had to uh, drop that campaign. But there's a game that we have called Lasers and Feelings. Don't know much about that. But we have a game called Cats, which is where you play a cat. Unfortunately, I have not got to play a, a session of that yet. You know, I keep uh, talking to the game master like, hey, you know, I would like to play that every once in a while. I'd love to be a badass, like feral street cat, you know, uh, <laughs> or be like Garfield. Uh, but we, I run a um, modified D&D game on uh, Wednesday nights. A buddy of mine runs straight up D&D. And I know there's, um, I recently got through playing the game of Mothership, which is like a science fiction horror RPG, which is a lot of fun to run that. We've had um, some Dungeon World out there, which is really, really basic. D&D is the best way to explain it. And I know there's probably a couple other games that I just uh, I just can't remember right off the top of my head. Because unlike y'all, I'm not professional, so I do not take <laughs> notes about everything that goes on. Any game is welcome there, you know, as long as you're having fun and it's enjoyable to everybody. You said you were running like a modified sort of D&D game. How does that work? What's your sort of role? What is it you do for like other people? Are you the game master um, in that? I am in that one, yes. And what I did is I absolutely hate math. I can't see my fingers and toes to count, <laughs> you know. So, um, but what I do is um, the Dungeon World game has a an engine in it, which is like a, a very basic of what you need to do to roll, to hit. Um, I took that and put that into my D&D game to make it easier, quicker, and smoother, hopefully, um, while we play. But as far as everything else, I use the mostly D&D rules unless somebody can come up with something cool because my first and foremost rule with any game that I run is to have fun. And if you're not having fun, what can I do to make it fun? So all the characters and stuff in the like do you get like a crib sheet and how do people kind of read that they're using D D beyond because it is now accessible again for us um after a couple of years of us like hounding the piss out of them to uh, get it accessible <laughs> yeah. uh and finally got that way again and we can integrate D D beyond our account out there with a bot that we use on discord called uh my screener says Avery, so I say Avery. 
Uh, it's a bot out there that we can use to roll with and determine our scores. And it integrates like your health, your spells, and all of that onto the Discord channel where we're rolling at. And you can either roll in the actual channel or you can roll from your sheet on D&D Beyond. And it reads it just like any other web page. Very simple. Um, yeah, it may take a little getting used to, but once you do it, it moves really, really good. I can't imagine what it would have been like, say, 20, 20 years ago. I don't know, Braille dice and, and stuff like that, because surely there would have been sort of a, a culture of like D&D and other games beforehand. But I think with everything, like technology is making everything so streamlined, it's great to hear that you know, you're going to companies and saying, can you make this accessible? And they're doing it. Thankfully, they did. Um, once enough of us you know, kept repeatedly emailing them, because I'm sure y'all come across this. We are a minority, even though there's a lot of us that you know have some form of disability and a lot of companies or publishers don't want to come across as saying well you're not worth the effort they'll just say oh we're quote unquote working on it yeah. you know and they're actually not but once D beyond got a good group of programmers in there that really cared about it i mean it was a matter of a month or two i think before you know it got to where it was usable and seems like it gets better each and every time that I sign in and create another character for no specific reason other than I'm bored and want to create one. Now we've ran across um, some publishers who, you know, I, I won't name, but have been rather, um, I don't know how y'all say it over there, but we call them dickheads down here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they've been that towards us and, of course, that means to me I'm not buying any of their products. I won't use any of their products or you know anything like that for my own personal moral reasons. But for the majority of them that um, I know Jim and I have come across, they've been really helpful and will say, "Sure, you can you know make it accessible and and distribute it." Because we're I mean we're not going to make or break them either way. But it's always good to have somebody who's willing to say, "Oh, sure, you know what can I do to help make it accessible." The good ones make up for the bad ones all day long. Do you come up with their own games as well? And how do you come up with those? I have come up with a couple. Uh, I will never publish them, granted, but, you know, they were fun to run like a little quick little thing. But it's really simple that, you know, you roll the dice and that's what your stat is. No matter if it's a six or if it's a one, you're going to deal with it. And then, like, if you come across a, you know, a monster or the big baddie, whatever you want to call it there, you'll hit. But, you know, whatever you roll on that D6 or the six-sided dice is how much damage you cause. You know, you're going to hit it either way, but whatever you roll is how much damage you cause. I've come up with, like, a D&D 5e kind of one-shot setting. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all watch cooking shows or not, and I can't remember the name of it now, but... The, we'd have judges judge these people who would be cooking like uh, D&D type dishes like, you know, troll skin burgers or, you know, <laughs> knuckleheaded trout or, you know, some kind of cheese and, and stuff like that. You know, just mostly it's role play just to have fun, you know, not worry about things that are going on in the world. Just get together, have a couple laughs and mostly bull crap with each other around <laughs> the virtual table. I mean, that's awesome, man. 
especially uh, considering that it's it's so open to everyone. Like you said on your survey, you have sighted people, people with other disabilities, and like you're really opening up that community, and, um, and that's great. We even have British people out there. I mean, if you can imagine it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 for anybody and everybody. I think over the past since I've been involved with nights, I think we've had three that left the server because they could not get along with anybody and it was them it wasn't you know the rest of the community they just Mm. just couldn't get along with people and i think it was more they had just lost their sight so the way i feel that you know everybody goes through stages like you go through the angry stage and i think that's the stage that they were in and were basically mad at the world i mean sight loss is always a, a tough thing and as you said like everyone deals with it differently like you're right you do go through stages and I, I don't know i i go through stages every single day wake up in the morning you're like oh great day and then you break something and you're like oh for fuck's sake really <laughs> that's, like, that's why i have plastic stuff around here yeah and then it rolls <laughs> so of course like you said you you were not one of the the kids playing these games when you were younger i certainly wasn't please wasn't and it's uh the world's changed so is sort of tabletop RPGs and, and D&D, do you find there's been like a cultural shift with the attitude towards them? Is it much more accepted as, oh, that's cool, man, you know, do what you want to do, or is it still a little bit people, hmm, okay? Um, living down in the South, there's always that stigma of that it's evil, it's Satan worshiping, it's demonic, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's what it is. While I don't particularly like Critical Role, um, because the episodes are fucking forever, um, <laughs> a lot of people do, and I think that got it into the mainstream. And I think getting it into the mainstream has gotten it to where it's more accepted by more people. It's gotten popular and that's why it's accepted now. It's the quote unquote cool thing to do. I mean, cause you get Van Diesel or Vin Diesel or however, you know, you say his name, him playing and you get celebrities playing and, Oh, well, if, if they can do it, so can I, you know, whereas me, it's like, Oh fuck, I'm 38 years old or 34. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about me anymore. I'm going to play it if I want to play it and screw everybody else. But I think the popularity has come because of certain individuals playing it. And therefore, the acceptance has changed because it is, without a doubt, the most popular tabletop game out there and will always be, in my opinion. But there are others out there as well. Do you think Stranger Things helped it become popular? You know, I'm fixing to be judged and I don't care because I told y'all I don't care. I've never watched a full episode of Stranger Things. You quit after the role-playing bit's done. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't get in. I, I tried watching it, and it's like, this is boring as hell. I'm going to go back to reading or something. You know, it's I just couldn't get into it. Now, I've been judged by people in my group, like, oh, I can't be friends with you. Well, like I told y'all, fuck it then. Um, you know, go on. It just wasn't one of those things for me. I've always liked fantasy and sword play and, and magical stuff, but you know, never thought about oh, I could sit around the table and be a wizard, or I could be a sorcerer. Oh, I could be Harry Potter for a little bit, you know. Yeah. 
But as far as Stranger Things, it probably did help a lot of other people get into it. Fortunately for me, I was already into it a little bit before I found out about Stranger Things. So, you know, it's like they did not get me into it. The boredom hanging out with a friend and his family got me into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's fair. And on, on the whole, like, cultural shift, like you said, I grew up in a house where I had three brothers all into sport. And it's like playing video games and all that, that was accepted. But it's like, you, know, you get your head kicked in. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go play Dungeons and Dragons at a mate, it's like, <laughs> the fuck you oh. are. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that emo kid over there. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing with them dice? <laughs> now, I, I know exactly the stigma you're talking about because living down here in the South, I, I dealt with it. You know, that's why I didn't play back then. You look at all them like, oh, they're devil worshippers. No, they're not. They're human just like we are. Well, most of them are human. Some of them I'm <laughs> a little worried about, but, you know, they're people and that's what they're into. So what? They're not into sports, you know? So what? They're not into plays or, or things like that. They're into what they're into and, you know, screw you for judging somebody. You know, that's how I feel now. But back then, I was the ones doing the judging. And, you know, it's just it's just not cool to me anymore. If you're a new person coming into this sort of thing, how, how do you get started? First of all, I mean, not to be a smart ass because I can be. You, you have to really be interested in it enough and, you know, to want to give it a shot. And you have to want to have fun. I'm a game master. But like I, you know, said, I want the group to have fun. But start thinking of like a character that you want to play. You know, get the idea in your head. Um, you know, I can help you create a character. Uh, anybody on the server, you know, can help you create a character, would be willing to help you create one. Think about what you want to be. And it's a game master's, to me, I, I look at it as it's my job to make it happen. You want to be a skeleton cowboy from the 1812s carrying a flamethrower. Okay. I can make that happen. You want to be a fairy carrying six shooters and flying around in the air, you know, shooting somebody. Okay. I've actually had that in my group. Find what you want to be and we will make it work. In terms of the games, can people just sort of show up mid-game or do you have to start at the beginning and it kind of rolls on over a number of weeks? How does that side work? There's three really different um, answers to that. And, you know, I'll go over them all. I run campaigns which is, you know, ongoing adventures that, you know, continue going and going. They can be, you know, hundreds of episodes. In fact, I heard about one the other day that's been going on for like, I think, 40 years. You know, oh, um, know. talk about <laughs> talk about nerds and geeks. I mean, <laughs> but, um, and there's, uh, I, I've run some arcs, which is like, say, three to four, maybe five sessions. Uh, we just got through with Quest of the Braille, which was, I ran Mothership for a four-session arc, and then I ran a game called Adventure Skeletons for a two-session arc. You know, arcs are much, much shorter. And then you have what we call one-shots, which is a session and a story that is supposed to be over in a three- to four-hour game session. I've ran some one-shots that, unfortunately, um, went into a second session. But, I mean, that's okay. But your main goal is to have it done within three to four hours or one sitting. You know, that's why it's called a one shot. So there's your three different types that, you know, at least I'm aware of. There may be some other ones out there, but that's the three main ones, at least. 
with that, it's catering to like lots of different tastes. And I suppose if you're a beginner, you could always start off with a one shot and be like, oh, let's give it a go without the, like you said, daunting 40 years. I mean, that's a hell of a commitment. <laughs> I mean, mortgages aren't even that long. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, paid off my house and my kids have grown up and graduated and like, I'm still playing this fucking game at this point. <laughs> it's, it's like happy birthday to turn 18, get their ass out the door and roll the D20. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not but, done um, yet. <laughs> yeah, your character's dead. Uh, see you later. Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, and we have all kinds. We have, you know, some one shots that'll pop up every once in a while. I've actually been thinking about running another one shot whenever I started, you know, talking to Chad um, from hindsight 2200. The shameless plug there, he owes me $5. I'll put it. But, you know, it's we do a lot of the one shots, right, for new people who join and, you know, at least like to get their quote-unquote feet wet or you know just have something to do like on a lonely saturday evening because most of us have no lives and you know nothing else to do but you know we we host those every once in a while awesome well you know what man it's it's been great chatting to you and like it's been really interesting to hear about it and and that it's such an open community and so accessible and that it's always growing i think that's what i was sort of surprised about when you said well there's always new games and we're getting them like more like they're getting accessible. And yes. those who aren't interested were saying, Oh, well, fuck you. Like whatever, like there's other <laughs> games to play. Oh but- yeah. Cause uh, I think last time I counted the TTRPGs that I have purchased and, you know, gotten free ones. I think I'm up over 50 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I am that guy now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh. it's, yeah, it's a very, very open and, and wonderful, helpful community. Awesome. So if people want to get involved, like how do they get in touch with yourselves? Uh, you can email me at knightsofthebrill at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S-O-F-T-H-E-B-R-A-I-L-L-E at gmail.com and to make sure i spelled that right um and you can find us on twitter at braille nights and we also have a website that i run and you know design uh after jim you know had started it i went back in and updated it and it's at www.knightsofthebraille.com you can email us there email me to that email address hit me up on twitter but um, would love to you know chat with anybody, you know, get you hooked up with a group, and you know, hooked up with a one shot or something along those lines. So yeah, there's several ways to get in touch with us. Nice, sounds great. Awesome. And of course, I will put all of those links in the show notes of this episode. So if you want those to just be lazy, you don't want to do what Richard has just told you to do, just click on the notes below, and they'll <laughs> all be there for you. Um, and yeah, I think. We're going to go forward, and I think Cleves and I are uh, going to give this a go. So we'll see how that goes. Get Chad reined in. Yeah, he's already I don't got know three that's plugs. Possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's got a plug this episode. He owes us. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll hoodwink him into it then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm I'm keen to give this a go and uh, see how yeah, what all the fuss is around, and uh, people can look forward to to hearing that in the coming weeks. And we're back, baby. I thought it was really interesting to hear how big community, like growing community accessible to all. It's not just 
Oh, right. yeah, it's getting ridiculously big. Yeah. And as mentioned, yeah, we might have some plans coming up down the line. But yeah, it was good to uh, to go in and chat to Rich and find out that he was also on the mindset of nerds. Those yeah. damn nerds. I like Rich as well. Good guy, man. So yeah, hopefully working with him soon. But until yep. then, we will catch you then. And don't forget to follow us at the links coming up. And go to the website. And, and follow Rich and Knights of the Braille. Yes, as always, links will be in the show notes. And on the website where you can find all the links. See you next week, baby. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.